Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the School Safety 101 podcast. My name is Steve Webb, and I'm your host. This podcast is sponsored in part by Safe School Systems, providing school safety strategies to better protect our future. And the Safe School Helpline, helping parents and students break the silence to prevent an event. Within this podcast, we discuss 21st century school safety issues and best practices to help keep our kids safe while they attend school. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the School Safety 101 podcast. It has been quite a while since our last podcast, as I have been uh, extremely busy uh, with speaking engagements and book sales, not to mention ending our first semester here at school. Since the last podcast, I have had my first book signing after speaking at the Triple I Education Conference School Safety Seminar in Chicago back in November. And uh, and it was absolutely amazing, an incredible experience. Uh, really appreciate all of all of the support. Uh, Education in a Violent World. The book is still leading the charts on Amazon as a top new release in several categories. In fact, I received a phone call from my publisher a couple of weeks ago, and he asked me uh, if I knew what happened on November twenty seventh. He was very specific. Uh, I wasn't real certain what what exactly he was asking me, but uh, he continued with uh, questions such as, was there a school shooting? Uh, did you have a presentation at a conference? Uh, so, on, so on and so forth. And in fact, that was the week after I, after I spoke in Chicago. He said Amazon sold 67 books that day alone. So he was wondering what the trigger was. Whatever it was, it is it is certainly nice to know that this research is being is being purchased and hopefully will will change the way we approach behavior and and really what I'm trying to get to is better self-assessment uh, of what we are doing and what we can be doing uh, for the future. How? You might ask. Well, I was invited to speak at uh, at a radio station, WGGH, about my research and the book, um, and the host asked me, what exactly did I want to occur in schools now that I have shown the public my findings, now that the book has been released, and they see the research, they see my conclusions, they they see the new para mindset that uh, I would like to I would like to see in schools. But it's, it's truly a very complex notion with many different systems working together. But certainly one, I believe, that will change the way we teach and learn in schools, which will undoubtedly help curb the violence that we see on a daily basis, much less the mass shootings. Um, we just had another church shooting yesterday. And, uh, and certainly teen suicides that is becoming so much more prevalent these days. Well, first of all, and you've heard me say it before, society needs to back off of comparing schools and comparing teachers and comparing students based off of some arbitrary cut score on a one-day test. You've heard me talk about this before. It is getting worse by the day. Our schools need to go back 
to where local control actually means something, and we need to adapt a child's learning to things that interest them, rather than just herding them through the gates like cattle. I'm devoting this entire podcast to this advocacy portion of the para mindset so that we may be able to get to those leaders and make them understand we need change and we need it now. Every single child deserves a quality education, quality experiences when they are here. But out of the 5,840 hours that a child is presumably awake in a year, granting eight hours of sleep, which I know that may not be right, but let's hope that we can get them eight hours of sleep, only 900 of those hours are generally spent in a classroom learning. Almost 5,000 hours our children are learning from technology, their phones, their iPads, their games. They're learning from their family, their friends, and not, folks, not in a school setting. 900 of the 5,840 hours that a child is awake. That is precisely why when a child does attend school, we should analyze as professionals professionals, what this child truly needs, truly needs, in order to provide them the best chance of success. And it may not be four years of English or three years of math. It may not be English on an everyday basis. I know, shocking, right? It may be art. It possibly could be music. It most certainly should be life skills like balancing a checkbook, or now, in the 21st century, utilizing apps to manage your checking. How about the danger of credit, like overuse of credit cards? How about making a connection with kids so that they are invested in their school and their community and not isolated? That's what they are. They're isolating themselves. How about we make schools a place they can't wait to attend? Maybe. They will protect that place and that feeling of worth with all of their might. Then and only then will our schools see a reduction in violence, a reduction in bullying, a reduction in these crazy mass shootings. Yes, I am totally on my soapbox, ladies and gentlemen, but kids are living in a world that is outside of reality. We push them into that world because we can't handle change. We want them to be in the same school we were in in the 1970s. We need to help bring them back into this world, into the real world, and provide them with experiences that fight the neglect they experience at home, that fights the trauma they experience when they watch Netflix or YouTube, that fights the need to be seen to be a god in separate reality, because nobody pays attention to them here. I spoke to a board member from the Chicago area at at my book signing. She had apparently been in line long before I got there, and as she was first in line, she thanked me for addressing bullying and the fact that we, we meaning society again, are actually nurturing these bullies by allowing them to stay hidden 24-7 on virtual media. Hidden 24-7. She said, parents really have no idea what kids are experiencing when they pick up their phone or their iPad or even their gaming. 
Well, folks, let me tell you. I just downloaded excerpts from an online game about suicide. Thousands, thousands have downloaded this free game. In this game, you get to choose the way you commit suicide, and then you commit it. That's it. That's the entire game. You get to choose out of these six choices of how to kill yourself, and then you commit suicide. Thousands, thousands are downloading this game, and we ignore the fact that it is so readily available and free. And such, it's such a world that is that is enjoyable to many. It is time to wake up and change the way we connect with kids because we are not connecting with the kids who are experiencing this type of trauma. We are the proverbial ostriches with our head in the sand, and that has to stop. Call your legislators now, right now, and tell them to read this book, Stop the Mandates of All of This Core Curriculum, Call them now. Tell them to allow our schools to truly connect with kids and their interests and what they need in this world. The adults who are making the decisions for us need to understand schools are not like they were in the 70s because the experiences of children are different today. Folks, we are out of time, so thank you so much for tuning in to the School Safety 101 podcast. I sincerely hope that you you gain some insight uh, and certainly some motivation to to go out, spread the message, and let's let's hope that we can prevent the next issue in our schools. My name is Steve Webb, and you can reach me at www.safeschoolsystems.org. That's www.safeschoolsystems.org with comments or suggestions or anything, any ideas that can help keep our kids safe as we are all in this together for a better tomorrow.